This is Abacus. I'm Bob the CPA. Have you ever wondered if there are any cool career paths for accountants? My guest today is Andrew Rosen. He's a partner at Miller Kaplan Arase in Los Angeles, and he has a pretty darn cool job. You know, I'm not the, the typical audit and tax guy. I think a lot of people assume that, you know, if you're a CPA, you, you've got to do tax. Really, the best way for me to describe what I end up doing is that people really know products like Nielsen who measure ratings. You know, I kind of explain myself as the analogous on the revenue side for them to really understand and analyze their business. Then, in today's coaching note, I'll tell you about an extreme example of job hopping and my thoughts on how often you should be switching jobs. All this coming up on Abacus. Let's go. Learn everything you need to know to have a successful and fulfilling accounting career. Whether you're on the partner track or you're making your own path, this is Abacus. In today's episode, we're going to try a little experiment. I get a lot of questions about the possible career paths for accountants, whether from students who are overwhelmed by possibilities or my friends in public who are tired of the busy season grind. So I've decided to showcase accountants who I think have pretty cool jobs, people who are doing something beside your standard tax or audit roles to give you a better idea of the variety of opportunities out there and to help you find the best path for you. If you like this episode, drop me a line and let me know, and I'll do more of them in the future. You can email me directly at bob at cpatalent.com. Now, here's my interview with Andrew Rosen. Today, I'm talking with Andrew Rosen. He is a partner at Miller Kaplan Arase. Andrew, welcome to Abacus. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, Bob. So today, I'd like to do something a little different than what I normally do on the episodes, and I'd like to spotlight a unique career opportunity that I think you found yourself in and I think a lot of people would enjoy hearing about. So before we get going, when somebody asks you, what do you do? How do you usually answer them? Well, you know, I answer them that, uh, you know, I'm not the the typical audit and tax guy. I think a lot of people assume that, you know, if you're a CPA, you've got to do tax. So I end up talking about the fact that uh, I I work in the media practice uh, for Miller Kaplan and get the opportunity to work with the radio and TV and and outdoor companies, as well as a whole host of other media properties across the space. And really the best way for me to describe what I end up doing is that people really know, you know, products like Nielsen who measure ratings and, and people who are watching television or listening to audio. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I kind of explain myself as the analogous on the revenue side is that we're collecting confidential information from each of the properties, the media properties around the nation, and aggregating them and providing them with, with true share information, understandability of their marketplace, whether it be at a local space or on a national level, for them to really understand and analyze their business. So, for example, if I own a radio station in Des Moines, you would help me understand how I'm doing against my competitors, uh, not only in Des Moines, but then also as a nationwide company, right? Yeah, you know, we're going to go ahead and aggregate the data, collect it. Uh, from from each of the individual properties, and you know, allow them to see visually where you know the the revenue is coming from, and and the efficacy of their sales practices and their sales teams in general are performing against their peers. Uh, and with the information that we provide, they're able to to then determine you know the the level of successes that they're having in certain formats and genres. This part was a little confusing for me when I first learned about it. So let me break that down a little bit. I first met Andrew when I was working in the radio industry. 
our company owned over 800 radio stations around the country. And we had two ways to measure our success. The first is traditional ratings, like you hear about for TV shows. And that's nice because it tells you how many people are listening to your station. The second piece of information is Miller Kaplan numbers, which tell you how much revenue you're making versus your competition. And this is the really interesting thing here, right? Because most industries don't have this data and it only works because Miller Kaplan is in the middle of all of it. Let's use Des Moines as an example again. How it works is that all the companies who own radio stations in town report their revenue to Miller Kaplan, who anonymizes the data and gives you back a scorecard, showing if you're doing better or worse than the market as a whole. As a radio station owner, I can use this information to pay my salespeople bonuses for outselling the competition, or I can use it to decide to make changes in the station's format, like switching from classic rock to country. Okay, now back to the interview. And I know most accountants probably don't even know a job like yours exists. So could you tell us a little bit about your career story and how you ended up doing what you're doing today? Yeah, I, I came from a very different path. So my, my background is a little bit different. The firm actually has done this for, for decades. So I've actually come in and, and you know, allowed us, uh, you know, just another strategic view. Uh, but my background was very different in that I actually came from the technology space. I was actually a day-to-day kind of operational controller uh, for an internet provider that did a lot of back office services for uh, internet providers around the country. And, you know, so to me, I was able to interface with, with you know, developers and uh, vendors in the, in the technology arena, uh, as well as clients and kind of bridge all that together to, uh, to kind of give me a little bit of a different perspective. On things. So when I did come to Miller Kaplan, you know, me with, with my fellow partners, you know, had the ability to, to re-engineer and re-architect and think about things a little bit differently than they may have been thought about in the past. And working with developers that we actually have in-house to develop a, a, a truly unique platform to, to actually disseminate information uh, in a really quick and, 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 you know, effective mechanism. Uh, and you know, that's, that's kind of where we got to. So to me, you know, you don't have to come from a typical mold. You don't have to be, you know, a tax guy or an audit guy. I mean, the CPA itself, you know, allows you to, to understand methodology and, and, you know, not just numbers. Uh, and you know, you know, if you think outside of the box, you can, you can accomplish a lot. So in addition to kind of thinking outside of the box, uh, what are maybe one or two important skills you've learned along the way that you think have helped you in your career? Well, first and foremost, what, what, and, this, and this doesn't have to do with anything with, with being a CPA, but I think that it's listening to the, to the customer and, and being potentially a voice to the customer uh, amongst everybody else. If you understand what the customer's needs are, uh, it, you know, it's going to impact you know, not just the one customer that you may be interfacing with, but it could impact the entire <clears throat> outlet of what you're working towards. So you really have to pay attention to where things are going and try and stay a step ahead of, of what their needs are going to be. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that, that really involves effective listening, uh, communication, and, you know, planning. I mean, you know, to, to us, you know, I, I came, like I said, from the Internet side, the development platform uh, for, for what we built was unique before. And really, to me, it's it's, 80% planning, 20% execution. If you plan it right and you spend the time to really analyze what you want to try and achieve, then the execution of that becomes a lot easier. 
And what is something you've accomplished or worked on in the last, I don't know, one or two years that you're the most proud of? Well, you know, when we when we redesigned everything and brought it to the web for the purposes of collecting the, the information, uh, we actually built it in such a way that it, it doesn't have to be just for media. We're, we're most known for what we've done in media because we've been working for decades. Uh, but we actually do things in the licensing and royalty space and collecting information. Uh, so, you know, I'm proud about, you know, expanding outside of those horizons. But, but more recently, uh, the, uh, the consolidation of, of the television revenue space is something that we've worked really hard on in the last few years. And, uh, you know, now working with closing in on 130 uh, or state, every, every television station in 130 cities uh, around the U.S. Uh, and that's obviously still growing to this day. Quite the accomplishment because I need everybody to be cooperative in the environment at the same time. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of hard work, but, you know, the hard work pays off at the end if you, if you execute. And, you know, to me, this is the, the, the tip of the iceberg. You always have to stay ahead of, uh, of everybody else. You always have to continue to develop and, uh, come up with, with new ideas that are going to enhance your, your product offerings or your services that you're doing. And, you know, it, you could say that, you know, that's not going to apply to tax because tax code is tax code. And, and I don't agree with that. I think that you have to, you have to think about what, what's coming down the pipe next. What, you know, what is your client going to be doing and executing on? Uh, and, you know, to me, I always try and maintain a three and five year vision of, of what I expect to achieve, you know, at, at, uh, at the end of those successive cycles. So on a related note, I know you guys have the the media revenue reporting across radio, TV, and others. Do you guys have anything else going on at uh, Miller, Kaplan, or Rasse that you think is really interesting that maybe you're not involved in day-to-day, but you think other people would like to know about? Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the firm is, has prided itself on working in a lot of niches. I mean, we're one of the, even though we're uh, probably the 85th or, or so largest CPA firm in the nation, we're the 10th largest, give or take. Uh, with regard to benefit plan audits across the United States. So obviously very mature in a lot of other disciplines. Um, but, you know, we're really focusing our attention and, and a lot of growth on, on other things as well, uh, inclusive of business management services. So we do a lot, uh, you know, with, with entertainers and, uh, you know, and working through uh, with their management teams to make sure that, that they're investing properly and wisely. Uh, and and you know paying their bills and making sure that they uh, that they're cognizant of everything that's going on around them. Uh, but but we also have a licensing and royalties practice, uh, which which I you know which I think is is a phenomenal practice and and something that is going to be growing by leaps and bounds, continuing to do so uh, because there's so many owners of IP you know whether it be technology, uh, whether it be a brand name that they license out for the use for other companies. And we actually do royalty audits on a worldwide basis. So we have teams very frequently in, in Asia and Europe. And, you know, someone just got back from Canada in the last couple of weeks doing, doing some engagements out there. Uh, and so, you know, some of it is, is, is integrally tied to things that happen in the business management sector. And we have, you know, high net worth tax group uh, with, with a JD on staff as well. And so what, what, what we try and do at Miller Kaplan is at least create this little 360 kind of pocket of all the services that, that a client might need 
but but that have integral touch points with partners along the way. So, you know, I think that as, you know, as we go through, those are the things that are probably going to develop more uh, at the firm uh, to, uh, you know, to benefit the, the greatest mass of the can. All right, Andrew, I am going to have to run. I got tornado sirens going off, um, so I'm going to go down to the basement. But um, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Well, that's not something you hear in L.A. every day. <laughs> I know it. You be safe. Will do. You guys have a uh, great rest of the year, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you later. Hey, everyone. Bob here. Uh, bummer we had to cut out the interview a little bit short. I had a little bit of crazy weather going on, and I had to head to the basement. Thanks again to Andrew Rosen for teaching us about a unique career path that most accountants probably never even knew was an option before today. You can find links to everything we talked about today, including some unique career opportunities with Miller Kaplan, in the show notes for this episode at abacusshow.com slash five. Each episode, I like to share a little tip or tidbit that, while probably not life-changing, will hopefully help you out in some small way. This is Coaching Notes. A listener recently sent me a news article, and it's such a common area of confusion that I wanted to share my response with everyone. It has to do with job hopping. Companies will tell you that it's better to stay loyal and stick around for 20 years. Some of your peers will brag about the 20% raise they got by jumping ship. So how do you know what's right for you? The article I received was on CNN Money, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes at abacusshow.com slash five. It shares the story of Ben, a guy who's increased his salary by 31% in the last five years. From the article, he says, quote, I tend to change jobs every six to 12 months. It's the best way to increase salary. Now, I don't agree with the strategy in this article, switching every six to 12 months. First off, it's extremely short-sighted and it'll likely come back to haunt him or at least cause him to plateau for years. And that's because while his salary is increasing, his skills uh, aren't keeping pace. You're just getting up and running your first three to four months at any new job. So leaving after just a few months doesn't give you enough time to learn the new skills you'll need later in your career. And eventually, you run out of people willing to give you more money for the same skill set. That said, I'm a firm believer in not being afraid to switch jobs or to find out your value in the current job market. My sweet spot has historically been two to three years. That's when I've settled into a new role. I've learned a lot. I've improved and automated my job, freeing up valuable time to take over new responsibilities. But it's also when I notice my learning start to stagnate. I start to get bored and I start looking for something else to challenge me. If I don't find that within my company, I will look elsewhere. Keep in mind the reason you want to switch jobs. At the beginning and middle of your career, you should be more concerned with accumulating valuable skills and experiences than getting an extra 5 to 10% pay bump. Invest in your career and you'll see dividends for the rest of your working life. Not only in pay increases, they will come, but also in job satisfaction and well-being. At the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. Decide what you want out of life and your career. Then think long and hard about whether or not your current job is going to get you there. Only then can you make an informed decision. And that's your coaching note. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, it's fast and easy to click on that five-star rating in iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And don't forget, you can get links and show notes for everything we covered today or check out all of our past episodes by visiting abacusshow.com. See you next time.